Welcome to Rival Reviews. My name is Abir. And I'm Sam. And this is the podcast where we review, discuss, and ultimately debate our favorite... And don't forget our least favorite... Movies and television shows. You can stop innocent people from getting hurt. Yeah, but I agree with Captain America. (laughs) There you go. That's... Yeah, yeah, right. So it's hard for you to... I agree with him doesn't mean he's not born... That payoff in the Marvel Universe is one of the worst misguided. No, it's so good. I love that because it's so Nick Fury. You're my friend. It's like, okay, we know you love your friend. We get it. Put yourself in his shoes for one second. You know exactly what he's going to do. He's trying to do I always put myself in his shoes, just so you know. Yeah. Wow. In this episode of Rival Reviews, I defend the honor of a perfect hero against Marvel's latest villain, a beer. Can Cap and I save a beer in the Winter Soldier? Find out while we take a look at Captain America the Winter Soldier. On your left. Uh, it's alright, I guess. There's parts that I liked, and there's the main part that I didn't, but there's not much that I could do about that part. But yeah! Winter Soldier. Okay, I'm curious what that's going to be when we get to it. But uh, obviously, let's just let's start from the beginning. So how did you feel about the the opening of this movie? Like the introduction of of Captain America in the modern world and uh, by proxy uh, Falcon as well. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've always loved that scene. It's just like such a fun scene. On your left? Uh, yeah, on your left. It's pretty great. And it shows Falcon's personality really well. Um, I really enjoyed the beginning. So there's not really much I can, I can go there. Um, I do love the sassiness that Cap shows because I do find him to be a boring character. So every now and then (laughs) when he like showcases some fun, it always stands out. Yeah. I mean, I, I hardcore disagree on the boring part, but that's okay. We can get, (laughs) we'll, we'll, we'll uncover as we go through this movie, how amazingly unboring he is to me. Cool. Um, Sure. So one of, I mean, we'll get into our favorite and our, and our, our least favorite parts of the movie later, but I I honestly like the beginning of this movie, the entire uh, rescue of the hostages on the ship. And like that almost to me stands out as one of the best parts of this movie. I think it's so it's like modernized really well. The action is so different than the other Marvel movies. Like this is this is towards the beginning of Marvel really taking off with their with their superhero movies, but it's so realistic. Like there's really not a ton of special effects. Obviously, they're enhancing stuff the way he's fighting and stuff, but it's not like flashy. There's not a yeah. big like superpowers flying everywhere. It's just him doing like really cool acrobatics. It's shot really well as any kind of reminds me of like John Wick when I kind of like look back Ooh, at this movie. Yeah, John Wick was um, so good. It's just like such a cool scene. I love the modern take on how he would have to take down modern enemies. And I just, everything about that, including Black Widow, being able to like, doing the same thing. It just showcases both of them so well at the beginning of this movie. Yeah, I mean, I love that scene mainly because of GSP, because he was my favorite MMA fighter growing up. Oh yeah, right. And then he like shows up and does some cool fighting in those scenes. And he speaks French, like Canadian represent right there. Um, So he always stands out to me and I always look forward to that part because of him. Um, I think my favorite part of that entire thing is when uh, Cap like fights GSP and then he goes to find a Black Widow and she's getting the stuff on the memory stick. And I love that they have two different missions. It's already setting the stage for how they, like, I guess, S.H.I.E.L.D. manipulates its way through things. So that part, I think, was my standout. But there are a couple, like, fight scenes that are just really good in this movie. Oh, yeah. I think it's honestly some of the best in all the Marvel movies. I think because there's a little more... um... In this movie, there's a lot of emotion behind them uh, with this relationship with their soldier, obviously, that we'll get into. But quick quick question for you with with GSP. Uh, George, was it George Saint? Yeah. What's his last name? Pierre. Just for anybody that doesn't know. Um, He, do you know what Marvel villain he is in the movie? No. He's an actual minor Marvel villain. Oh. Yeah, named the Leaper. And I I actually don't really know his powers that well. I think he's just like kind of like a a toad version in Marvel. But Like uh, Leaper like a frog? 
Yeah, like a frog. Oh. Like, yeah, I guess. Uh, so she does some cool acrobatics that are kind of reminiscent of that. They keep it kind of minor, it seems like. Right. But yeah, that's yeah, they it's another minor person. Like a, just a mercenary in this movie. Yeah, it's very minor. It's just like, you wouldn't know it if you didn't know it type yeah. thing, which I kind of like. It just like doesn't distract from anything else going on really in the movie. Like you said, really the whole point of that scene is for them to get on that boat, for Black Widow to kind of set up the scene of her doing a mission that is not what captain america is doing he's there to save lives she's yeah they're kind of to save lives but also has her yeah. greater goal that's going on that's where but. the doubt starts for steve like at that part of the movie he starts doubting yeah. what he's doing which is pretty great um i kept expecting parts to pop up and then i realized it was my memory just putting together all of the movies into one yeah that's like, oh, wait, that's definitely from age of ultron why yeah. am i thinking it's gonna pop up now there are a few parts of where i'm watching this movie and i'm like is this the one where they do some background on like winter soldier killing this person nope that's like two movies in later on it's yeah. like that's i mean that's a testament to marvel and how well they weave it all together that yeah. you're just like oh this could pop up in this movie and i would understand it like that's yeah yeah that's that's really good yeah, I mean, that beginning is so good. I also like the intro of Crossbones, the other, uh, you know, Marvel villain that will become a Marvel villain, um, you know, working with Cap, seeing how deadly him and his team are on on the team strike. Yeah. Uh, I, I love when they introduce people early just to have them yes. turn into something significant later. And he definitely does. He sets a lot of things in motion in future movies. Yeah, I I love, I think the thing that I love about the bad guys in this film is that they always play bad guys in whatever films they're playing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they're always, what's his name, Romlo? Uh, he's a bad um, guy in every yep. movie he plays. Um, so I really, I find that really helpful. He looks like a bad guy. Yeah, like, they no typecast. Him, yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. looks like, yeah. yeah. Uh, does a good job, for sure. He's he's intimidating. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, if we look at the this movie, there's a few fight scenes, like I was saying, that were really good. And the elevator one was oh, well, epic. That, um, we'll get to that. We're almost there for that one. I want to, one part I want to bring up before that part, though, specifically is the, it's not an action scene, but the scene where Nick Fury is bringing Cap, um, actually, a little bit of foreshadowing for the movie. He's bringing him down the elevator. He's telling his story about how his uh, grandfather, I believe, used to work in an elevator. But in general, like the whole scene with him talking to, to Cap about the helicarriers they're building and showing them. And then there's like this really, really good conversation about morality. And, and Nick Fury has, uh, couple great lines cap starts it off by saying well to set the scene the the helicarrier plan is that they'll be able to neutralize enemies and criminals before they ever do the thing they're supposed to do which is interesting it's obviously uh there are it's a very ethical question you've got there yeah you're right there experiments that have happened with that one right and captain america is the perfect hero to put in the middle of that ethical question but yeah, he's got the great line of, I thought the punishment came after the crime, which I I love that line so much. And then Nick Fury hits him back with, S.H.I.E.L.D. takes the world as it is and not how we want it to be. That's one of my favorite, honestly, scenes in all the Marvel movies. I love them just having a quiet conversation about like ethics, which you do not get in any superhero movie almost ever, at least not very well. Yeah, but in typical Cap fashion, he comes across as like, you know, the moral one, you know, the one that does good and knows nothing else. And I also don't That's right. Nick Fury's line makes sense. Like even if he was talking about how S.H.I.E.L.D. takes the world, People hadn't done anything at that point in time, so I don't get why they would neutralize them. To be fair, though, that is explained later when they go into the bunker, and I think it's Zolo is his name, yeah. the, uh, the the Swiss scientist yeah. um, working for uh, uh, Red Skull in the previous movie. They do explain how his algorithm put, I mean, believe it or not, but like his algorithm put it all together and, and can predict through however many factors that somebody would commit a crime. Doesn't mean it's that's the dilemma right that's where cap has the problem the same problem we have is why cap has that problem he's like yeah you can't just say someone's going to commit a crime actually minority report was that movie i think based on that way back with tom cruise i haven't seen that but i there was a tv show that i watched recently called travelers where there's like an algorithm that sends people back in time to uh you know stop threats to humanity or kill people before they become threats 
and you know they they're doing it because they've seen what happens when they're not neutralized which is like sort of the same thing here and I yeah I'm just like this is a common theme now in different tv shows and movies popping up which is this like moral question yeah um this philosophical question which like you said aren't really tackled like philosophy isn't really tackled in the marvel movies quite often and when it does it really stands out and lays the ground yes. for different parts to pop up and it always happens with like steve rogers i was about to say that's the highlight though yeah. is the captain america movies are the best ones that go into morality and ethics that's why i think he's such an interesting character for me i understand for some people no. that is, you know yeah. yeah to me he's not interesting because you know you always know how he's going to react you always know which path he's going to take and I think it's just I know we're talking about like Marvel movies which are really not based in reality in any shape way or form but even if you think about like Thanos right you see where he's coming from in wanting to continue having the universe thrive and there's too many people blah 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 the execution, not a great idea. No. But with like Captain America, you just always know how he's going to react. You always know he's going to be the good guy. He never falters. He never has a moment where he's just going to be like human or like understandable in his reactions. And to me, that makes him really boring because he's very predictable. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't agree, obviously, but I think... Uh... Yeah, he's always good. He's always right. But that's if you believe his version of what is right. Like there is an argument to be made. Let's say that algorithm was perfect. And Nick Fury's like, look, we're going to save so many more people by just killing these bad people that are going to cause all this pain and misery and destruction. Like technically, he's that's good. Yeah. If you can stop innocent people from getting hurt. Yeah, but by... I agree with Captain America. <laughs> there you go. That, yeah. yeah, right. So it's hard for you I to... agree with him doesn't mean he's not boring. And also I think... I have to preface this with like one of the other reasons that I don't like Captain America and it's because of the whole America patriotism thing. It is such That's a fair. turn off, like everything being done for freedom and, you know, you just get fed that line. As Even as a Aussie growing up, you see that and you associate with the US so much and it's just like, ugh, like stop. You are the embodiment of everything I dislike about patriotism. And like everything that you think you're doing for the greater good actually doesn't always work out that way. And, you know, making wrong decisions is okay. But yeah, he's just too good. I don't like it. Everyone else has like a bit of like darkness to them except him. Yeah, and I think that's why I'm drawn to him. There's so many heroes that, I mean, I always love the gray in every character yeah. and something. I like people that are not generally like just all good and flawless, but that's, I am drawn to him because there's that one person in the Marvel universe that I, I know is doing the right, like that's why everybody follows him, right? Like they yeah. know no matter what, they're following the right course of action. Although um, the next movie- I would, mean, to be fair, they, they're all usually like- following the same thing like even look True. at Thor right he's considered worthy he's considered you mm -hmm. know a great fucking dude most of the time most of the time but that's the thing most of the time he does stupid quite often and it's hilarious and it's relatable because it's very human and like something all good people do it just doesn't feel right with cap that he's just so good and like i know this movie was supposed to show us that vulnerability there where he starts questioning things because of bucky but even when he does yeah. it with bucky he still does the good thing and like we'll get to it but he still does what's right and then just like tries to save him at the same time like in the last moment so he doesn't compromise on his morals for his friend he makes sure that he does the mission but then also tries to like go and help his friend which is so him as a character I, I would argue and I don't want to jump into the next movies but there is some moments in Civil War which we'll get to where I would think I don't think he's making the right decision because of his friendship with Bucky. Yes but that's, that's what where I he love about complex. Civil War. Civil totally War's, I agree. Civil War is great because you see the true the grayness and the flaws yeah. in everything which I love because I guess like I'm allergic to this idea that things are black and white. I feel like oh, totally. you can love and hate something at the same time. You know, I could Absolutely. love how Captain America shows up 
in uh, Endgame and, and in Civil War and in like the subsequent movies, but I could also like dislike the way he shows up right now and how boring and predictable he is. That's a good point. I agree with you there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I like it, but I, I, I see what you're saying, how it's not. We're talking about Cap from this movie and you can, you can factor in the previous movie as well, but yeah, there'll be some Cap changes going forward, but obviously in this movie, he is who he is. What did you think of the the scene where Nick Fury is ambushed on the highway? I like that scene. Um, I like that scene because I remember the first time that I saw it, I was not expecting it, especially because he had just gone up. I saw to the see- trailer, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> when he went up to see Pierce and they seemed like they were on good terms and then he gets into the car and he calls the agent yeah hill agent hill um and says like you know something's not right i need you here that was a great moment and then not even like a minute later he's being attacked i love the technology in the car yes i thought that was so cool that they found a battering ram and he's still gonna break it kinetic battering ram yeah Yeah, i love uh yeah i'm i'm right there and then i just loved loved the introduction of bucky like i thought it was awesome how he thought he got away and then there's bucky standing right in front of him i normally hate car chases in movies i i really tune out for almost all of them i'm just like I know what's going to happen. They're going to ram into stuff, shoot guns. Then they're going to get to the point point B at the end of this and the plot's going to continue. This was part of the plot. This ambush, like you said, we didn't really know who it was from. Didn't know where it was coming from. Weren't expecting it. And the technology was definitely the highlight. I'm like, this is Nick Fury. He's, this is all he's got. He has to use shield technology to save himself. The fact that he was so prepared is one of my favorite parts too. He had yeah. so many ways to get out of this. Yet he still looked terrified the whole time. Yeah. Which also like drew you into it. And then yeah. like you said, when when Winter Soldier shows up, which is so cool and like so intimidating, like he shows up and you're just like, is he gonna die? Is Nick Fury gonna die here? That whole scene, uh it just ties into the action of this movie altogether. It's one of the best action movies, I think, that is out there. If you oh, like, remove yeah. all the superhero like so elements good. to it, it's just so good. It's so good. Yeah, I love that scene. I love the introduction of Bucky. I love seeing the arm in action. I always find it so funny how bad the bad guys are at doing their job. Yeah, they're supposed to be like these assassin yeah, military. Yeah, totally. So bad. And I'm like, dude, he's human and you still can't shoot him down. And you know who he is. You know who Nick Fury is. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're coming at him, you got to do better than yeah. some cop cars and machine guns. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And it also makes you just appreciate Samuel Jackson even more. Like he's just such a great actor and such a joy to, to watch. I loved the part, I think we already went past this, but when Pierce and um, Winter Soldier were in his kitchen and then he ended up yes. having to kill the woman, that broke my heart, but the that like, immediately I think, shows yeah. you how ruthless they are. And you're just like, all right, they, they're not playing around here. Yeah, and I like how he seemed to legitimately feel bad about it. He was like, oh man, I wish you knocked. And then he like, yeah, he takes her out and you're like, geez. Well, you, he does not feel bad whatsoever. He feels bad. He, I mean, I don't think he like, you know, was losing sleep over it, but I think he didn't, I mean, obviously he didn't want to kill her. I think there's a difference between regret and um, feeling bad. Like he just is like, oh, I don't want to have to kill someone versus like he's actually feeling like- <laughs> like He didn't want to waste the ammo. Is that your thought? Well, he's just like- Someone's oh, got to come and get the body. The, the yeah, thing of like fair. cleaning it up and like getting it's, rid of yeah, someone. Yeah, that's fair. If he actually cared, he would not have killed her. <laughs> No, I think you're right. Now I think about it, it was more about the inconvenience yeah. than his actual feelings. Yeah. One scene, um, tell me if I'm skipping ahead, but I really loved um, when they went to see Sam. Well, do you want to uh, do you want to hit the elevator scene before we do I mean, that? Okay, let's, I mean, it is in that order, yeah. The elevator, I mean, you mentioned it earlier already, but the elevator scene, again, one of the best action scenes. I think, I mean, I love everything about that scene. The whole... Cap like slowly putting together what's about to happen, like noticing the sweat and noticing the way people are standing and how like what they're saying isn't really jiving with how they should be saying stuff. And like just the weird, the looks he's getting as they come on and how crowded this elevator. One of my favorite things I mentioned this earlier was when, um, you know, Nick Fury and, and Cap are taking the elevator and they're talking about his grandfather. And I'm like, okay, they're showing this set for later. Like they're going to have an action scene on this elevator later. So they're already showing how the elevator works, how long it takes to get down. That's a long story. 
and there's a shot after that point where he's riding his bike out of the uh mm-hmm. out of the, all across that uh yeah. the bridge which is at the end of the elevator scene he does the same thing but yeah. then he has to take down the the uh what do you call it quinjet yeah i loved everything about that i'm like this is such great setup the way that he uses the shield is just so cool you know, I think they, it really just enables him as a superhero. It's part of his, his image. And I think it's great. Yeah. I remember the thought that went into my mind when he was taking down the queen jet, the queen jet, right? Quinjet? Quinjet. 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 Was, oh, wow. Marvel got a lot better with the CGI as they went, <laughs> they got deeper into the movies because it wasn't yes. that great. Um, no, it looks cool. Yeah. There's a, there's a few shots. It's definitely worse than the first one, but there's a few shots in this movie. Two of them that stand out. One is when, um, actually on the ship scene, I noticed, like jumps through a window and it's so clearly just like CGI. Another one is later on when Falcon is like carrying him and he like puts him down and he he just sets him down so awkwardly yeah. and it like cuts to like a close-up of them walking. You're like, that does not look right. Yeah, I think there was also the, the time when he jumped out of the elevator before he got into the fight with the oh, like through the window. Yeah. yeah, like you can tell he just, it was as if he was diving into water and not into a yeah. fucking like- <laughs> so true. He just like stops window. on the concrete. Like, I don't think that's how a body No moves. physics yeah. involved in <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's Marvel. <laughs> that's all the movies, but yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What scene do you want to talk about next? Yeah, actually, honestly, the scene you're about to bring up before. So I think uh, I, I love the whole enlisting of um, of the Falcon, like yeah. showing up his house, saying no one trusts us, and he basically alludes that he will. Th- this is also the point in the movie, you know, uh, we have your fun little like side part where uh, Cap and Widow go to the the not Apple store. Oh my um, God. I worked at Apple funny. when that came <laughs> out. And I just remember thinking, that's exactly what an Apple yeah. store employee would be like. Yeah. Exactly how we would approach. And then just like the comment about the glasses, that would also be something that happened in that moment. Yep. Oh, cringing, thinking back about those days. But very very in character with what it's like in real life so I thought that was really cool I liked how Sam was just so into it like he was just like I'll do whatever like captain does I think it's pretty cool to have someone who very quickly trusts you because of these experiences you've both had at war there's an interesting setup early on in the movie and I thought of this when he said it when Cap goes to see Falcon at the uh the vet um the vet meeting yeah the, the veterans meeting yeah uh and he says to him you know how are you liking it here versus like you know being home and falcon makes kind of like an, a flippant comment of you know the number of people giving me orders is now down to zero so i can't complain and then i i thought about it when he said that i'm like well you're you're going to be taking orders from captain soon and i'm like i want to see how that again like, i try to pay attention to it this time and like yeah exactly what you just said like there's a point it. yeah there's a point where he just there's actually literally a line where uh Fury looks at him later when it's revealed that Fury's not dead later on. He looks at him, he goes, what are you looking at me for? I, I goes, I go where he goes, just slower. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. it's such a, there's so many little moments like that where they just like acknowledge growth in characters without having to like dwell on and make a speech and like make it like, like they didn't zoom in on him and it was yeah. big dramatic. It was just a comment that made total sense for their characters. Yeah, and it also just is an element of how these characters end up showing up later up as later on as well. Yeah. So like if you think in Endgame and how Sam on your ends left. up in a very yeah in a very interesting position, and then when we see Cap at the very very end, what he does with Sam, it's because he trusts him and he knows that Sam right. is going to show up the same way that he will. He's got the same morals. He never really fights against anything that uh, Steve says or does. He is fully bought in and he never, I don't think there's many moments where he needs to be convinced. He just knows what he's got to do, which is so important. Yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying this movie very much. I am looking forward to re- re-watching uh, Civil War at some point because I would like to see, yeah, what those conversations are like in Civil War. Like obviously the falcon and winter soldier show is coming up i'm very excited to see what's going on there yeah but it's really fun to go back and like yeah like, like explore the relationship see where that like how they grew and how they became friends and bonded and like that's really there's civil war for that i know there's a scene in ant-man i believe yeah. he's in too if i remember right yeah. uh probably not so much a character building scene as a fun action scene but yeah Hilarious. it's, it's there's yeah. great beginnings for these characters like believable great beginnings yeah yeah i love i love how 
much time they give to character development. I think that's super important and will always be what has set Marvel apart from DC in like, I would say the last 10 years. Oh yeah. Whereas there's a forced character development in a very short period of time in DC. Whereas Marvel's like, I'm gonna take my time and I'm gonna do it right and do it well. Um, And I think they evolved and they did it so well. They even did it better than X Men. You know, X Men did a few yeah. movies recently where the character development wasn't. X Men pulled off some movies, uh, not some, all of them. Not, yeah, and yeah. some of the most exciting ones ended up being the most disappointing, which was always like, yeah, the best storylines were like the worst movies, yeah. which was like the weird part. Uh, maybe not Days of Future Past, but the rest of them. I love Days of Future uh, Past. Yeah, I do too. That's my point. That, yeah. that was one of the best. Ones. And Michael Fassbender, just an absolute boss. But in saying that, I have hope that they're going to be redone and redirected mm-hmm. in oh, they will. much better fashion. So I can't wait for that to happen. I'm pretty sure they bought Fox just for X. <laughs> yeah, and I think yeah. it's a lot of the overlaps. Like, if they're going to start Phase Four of Marvel, it's going to require a, a larger. I think they just have right. Yeah, with one division. This, this right? is Phase Four. Yeah, they're going to yeah. need a larger character base. Yes, that's true though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The 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 next part I was going to talk about is like they they you know they meet up with Falcon. He joins them. It's great. Uh, they do the whole kidnap the senator. I believe he yeah, not senator. He's yeah, the uh, Hydra dude. Hydra guy. Yeah. There you go which is fun scene. Uh, and then the ambush on the, the second oh. ambush on the highway by winter soldier. Don't travel anywhere in this movie. That's what I'm learning. Yeah. Never get in a car. Cause winter soldier is going to find you. Yeah. Oh my God. The way he just like pulled the hydra dude out of the car and threw him in front of another. <laughs> just kills him instantly. That yeah. was, that was so great. Um, that scene and the fight scene, I'm just going to jump to it. Don't hate me yeah. between Cap and Bucky before he recognized it was Bucky. Yes, yeah, it's all one scene. It's yeah, yeah. All, that entire scene is the best fight scene between Cap and, and Winter Soldier. Like it was totally. so good the way he was holding that knife. Um, and yeah, then like, and he's like flipping it around yeah, while he's fighting oh him and stuff. Gosh. Yeah. So good. I don't know if you've ever, I think at some point I saw some of the behind the scenes stuff and like it's like obviously it's like edited, like they're they're changing it, but a lot of that they were doing, like it looks awesome you in the behind tell. the scenes. Too, yeah. You know? It's not, you can tell it wasn't really manipulated in a, in a yeah. fake way, but it was such a great scene. And the emotion to that scene where like you're building up, you're building up, you're building up until he sees his face. Um, I think the decoy from Black Widow with her phone was really, really smart. Um, totally Black Widow. Yeah. I find Black Widow very fascinating because she's supposed to be just human but the things that she's able yeah. to do and how yep. she can withstand bullets short in her shoulder. But That's true. She did get shot. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. but like, okay, sure, it's in her shoulder, but any human being will be knocked down from any bullet. Like, don't, don't stop me. But Well, to be fair, she got shot later on. Well, at that point, yeah. so she got shot then, yes. Uh, and really the rest of the movie, she doesn't do anything crazy. No, like, doesn't. it actually makes sense kind of what she's doing later. Yeah. Um, but it's a good point. Yeah, I mean, it's a superhero movie. They're going to take bullets. She does take on this the other senator, I guess, or like the... Um... Yeah, it's not really an act. Well, I guess it is. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, she does do it. And she electrocutes herself, and it's just yeah. like, okay, cool. Again, <laughs> like, I know even physiologically you can withstand these things, but I've always been mm-hmm. fascinated by Black Widow because she's supposed to be human, but also like the other humans around her, even with great training, can't do what she does. So it's fascinating. True, but her backstory is like her going through like literally assassin training since like a little girl. And I I don't quite remember how this plays out in the future movies, but I know there's a lot of back back, uh, flashback scenes um, to show her like at those academies and stuff. So I think I'm sure there are like endurance kind of, you know, torture and pain stuff oh yeah yeah yeah. she's had flashbacks to some of it and right she's part of the kgb like yeah she's seen and she's trained i mean russian right Uh, the Mm -hmm. idea is supposed to be you've been through hell um but yeah that was a great scene i love how he didn't recognize steve but he later on when they came to give him another mission and to get a mission briefing from pierce he ended up like starting to question it i thought that was very fascinating but what stood out to me as well is when they were wiping his memory and resetting him again that they put two clamps on his arm that was like the human arm the normal arm and only one clamp on the like metal vibranium arm that could knock anything out and i just looked at it and i was like 
that's just not right. And I know it's <laughs> nothing, but it was like something right. that stood out to me as I, I was didn't even watching notice. it. Yeah, that's funny. I, that's the thing. You rewatch these movies enough times, you're like, why are they doing that? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, weird. yeah. You um, they've got a few of those. But... So I thought that was cool. I kept expecting part of the scene in Civil War to pop up here as well, where they find others, but um, then I remembered it didn't. Yeah, that, that was a good scene. And then what happened next? Oh, you know which scene I loved? Just when he went to the museum to take his costume, that was pretty great. Like when Stanley, Stan yeah. yeah, that was pretty great. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, it's awesome. One thing I was going to say about Black Widow just before we move on is like this movie really, I know we're getting a Black Widow origin movie at some point. It sounds like it's even an origin movie, but a movie for her somewhere here um whenever disney decides to give it to us yeah. but this movie really feels like it's it's 66 percent cap 33 percent black widow already like i feel like there's so many great scenes with her and like some character growth yeah really you really get to see a, an array of how she is like, because he's so boring they have to add <laughs> god no no yes. and you know what the other thing i was gonna say about cap and you actually said it yourself so i'm gonna hold this against you um Ugh the emotion behind his scenes in these movies, like his fight scenes and what he has to do are so much stronger than so many other heroes in, the, in these movies. Is it like so one, much stronger. Like the emotion uh, in like the one where he fight, first sees Bucky and it's only toward the end of the fight. And then it's just at the end, like when he was fighting him in the helicarrier, there was some emotion there. Yeah, like, but, but he knows going into this, which is pretty much the part right now, Nick Fury's revealed this alive and they devised their plan to, to go after them and stop them from launching these helicarriers. But he knows what that means. Like even Falcon says it to him at some point. I think his line is, he doesn't seem like the type of person you save. He's the type of person you have to stop. Yeah. And that, that was really good because that's like another soldier saying hey man like we're gonna have to maybe put this guy down if he's if he's he might stop us from saving all these people right but we're seeing that from sam's point of view and then when you think about steve rogers and just put yourself in his shoes for one second you know exactly what he's gonna do he's trying to do myself in his shoes just so you know yeah well that's (laughs) doesn't explain how you always show up then Mm. yeah Uh, Mm. i'm kidding i'm kidding um i think if you put yourself in steve rogers shoes you know he's gonna try and save the world and also try and save his friend and he's not going to try and kill him like you know that's what he's gonna do but that's what i like about it because he said at one point he's like i just like to know who i'm fighting against or something like that yeah that was for the the yeah uh, hydra yeah right, so yeah. he won't settle until he figures out like who did what to bucky and to also like go after them so you know he's just gonna try and do the good thing through and through yeah exactly yeah like, that's why he's so great so the the oh, he's so boring <laughs> god i uh, yeah i mean him him going what i like about that scene is you can see to me you can feel the weight of him trying to figure out how he can save his friend in a world where he very likely may not be able to do that. Right. Yeah. And that's why I think the, the final fight between them has so much weight to it. Yeah. It's basically him being like, I'm going to potentially sacrifice myself in the, the hope I can save this, this guy. And I, that's why I like cap. Yeah. He's always going to do the right thing, but if you write a good story, like they did in this movie around that, yeah. it makes me care about that. Yeah. Then. then I'm like, I'm with you on that. Yeah. It's also um, better than the first one because there's a whole lot less America's great. And a lot more. Well, the first like, ones defeat the Nazis. Yeah. Right. And like, that's, that's fun as an origin story. We yeah. know where cap comes from. We kind of have to tell that story to make, all of this payoff later so that's fine but yeah i know what you're saying another thought i had was um you know when they went to see what zolo was talking about yeah. in the bunker i was like that technology is way too old to be straight plugged into your there's USB. a lot of stuff in that scene where you just have to be like all right <laughs> like they don't explain any of it they don't explain how he got into a computer they're just like oh i had a terminal disease and then i turned into this and it's like Okay. I feel like uh, I don't know this. I'm sure that's like a comic plot though. And they're just like, oh, remember when he was a computer? Let's use him in this movie. We'll just do that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I yeah, think, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they probably just went with that. But so the thing about Marvel movies that they're good at is like, they give you so much that makes sense and is well-written, good characters. So when you get to that, that you're just like, this is quite silly. You're just like, whatever, I'm here for the ride. Let's just like enjoy this scene and then get to the next one. That's probably gonna make a bit more yeah. sense. Like, Unlike like the uh, most recent trilogy in Star Wars where there just wasn't oh enough good pieces to overlook the really bad pieces. Yeah. I mean, I really enjoyed some of them, I'm not gonna lie, but 
wish that there was more good scenes to just outweigh the huge plot holes like Finn. But anyway, total uh, total left field. That's a story for another time. Yeah. Yes, that movie likes to tell us. So yeah. we'll talk about that one another day. Let's talk about the plan for them to take down these helicarriers because that to me is such a stupid, simplistic plan to it's take. It's weird, right? Yeah, just yeah. like you just got to replace because they yeah, like, can we just rip it out, rip out all the guidance yeah. system stuff? I, yeah. I don't know. Like to bring down these three massive really well i mean the plan i mean i know what they were trying to do that makes them they're retargeting it or whatever right yeah it so they would target each other it makes sense in that realm but yeah it seemed uh simplistic what are these chips doing down here on the bottom of a ship that you can just like that seems very dangerous yeah to like leave a shield helicarrier that exposed to one person getting up but what if the falcon was evil and he just flew under there and started switching chips yeah i think the best part of that entire plan was uh black widow pretending to be that woman and then when nick fury walked in and his other eye was his Mm. uh, authentication that was pretty cool can we talk about one part with Nick Fury too? I just remembered this. Uh, he has another great line because he's Nick Fury in this movie where him and Cap are talking early on talking about trust. And he says, the last time I trusted somebody, I lost my eye, which well, if you remember this movie when it came out, me and other fanboys and fangirls and fan everybody were like, this is such a great line. What does that mean? Are we going to see like some sort of background to that? That payoff in the Marvel Universe is one of the worst misguided. No, it's so good. I love that because it's so Nick Fury. It's so him to not trust another person and he trusted a cat. Like that's the best part of it. But did he trust a cat? Like he just met the cat. He was looking after it. He left it with him. I mean, he left it with him because of the Infinity Stone. But still like he kept the cat with him that's a lot for Nick Fury and I think like it's just a hilarious way to just it's so on the nose I love it but how do you say that with a straight face to cap in that scene how do you not like everything he does is with a straight face good point yeah you got me um yeah the the plan's fine you know get in there it doesn't make a lot of sense to like remove some chips and whatever but that is the plot we'll go with it like i said you can excuse some of the silliness just to enjoy the movie um black widow being up top and and doing her thing where she uh disguises herself as one of the i don't know who they are i guess like shield people i'm not really sure allies of shield Um, yeah and like, yep, that was cool. A little weird that she like kept wearing her little pin. I'm like, you've got to know that's not good. Like, you don't need this. The one that like killed everybody instantly. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's good. It, that part's fun. Uh, I like Black Widow getting to do some espionage stuff. The face mask never comes back ever again. Yeah, which, which I I'm, kind, I'm like- kind of okay with. Because like Mission Impossible made that mistake, that series where you're just like, this is silly. Like, you can't go back, guys. Like, stop. Um, and they did, thankfully. But um yeah, no, that was a good scene. And Falcon, the only part that didn't make a lot of sense to me uh, was Falcon's role. He just kind of flew around and shot at stuff. And I, I guess that's good, but Cap was never really in. Well, I guess he did, actually. I guess he kind he of helped him on top. He had the job to replace one of them, and Cap had the job to replace two of them. Oh, good point. Yeah, you're Yeah, right. and because he flies, he was supposed to just, like, pick up and drop, drop off. Yeah. And stuff. yeah, yeah, good point. And then and it was a cool scene. That was a cool scene. We don't want to skip over this, but Winter Soldier showing up again, kills a whole bunch of pilots. Yeah. Rips off Falcon's wing and throws him off yes, the helicarrier. Yes, that wing throws cap off the helicarrier. Awesome. Like, my God, like this, he is so, uh, and this was the point in the movie where it reminded me how he was easily one of the best Marvel villains in any he of the is. Like He really He might is. even be the best. I like Thanos, obviously, who doesn't? But I think uh, Winter Soldier, like, he's just so damn cool like dc has the uh the better villains in general whether they've used them well in movies who knows but that's a that's a different conversation but the marvel ones are generally there to serve the plot to get the heroes from point a to point b they're not done super well they get better as the marvel movies get go on but uh winter soldier feels like a movie that's almost ahead of its time when it came out it just sets such a strong template for the rest of the marvel movies and like winter soldier I mean, he got a fan base immediately. I oh mean, my God. Yeah. But there's a reason him. that he got a fan base. Well, there's one reason. There's multiple, but he's just so cool and very attractive oh, as a he? character. I didn't, I didn't it, notice that. It, it's just like, you know, the bad boy, but who's got still like a piece you know, of goodness in him. You just nailed it. Everyone, That's what it is. Everyone's you don't, into that. You everyone. Don't like Cap. 
you don't like Cap because he's not the bad boy. Oh, That's yeah. why you like Winter Soldier. I'm sure you like Loki just as much. No, That's what it is. Loki, yes, but he starts getting really annoying later on. Yes, that is true. Um, I think there's an element of there's a line they cross. Like there's a vulnerability to them. There's an understanding to their plot line. He can be saved. Yes. That's, that's the bad boy mentality. You can save them, you yeah. Can, if, if they can be saved, it's great. Loki can't be saved. He's just like annoying. And even like, that's sure, he does what he does at the end, but he only does it because there was no other option. It's not like it was also serving him. So it's not like there was any true goodness of his heart but yeah it's that real bad boy with the sliver of hope that he can be saved that so many people are a sucker for yeah i I agree i mean uh i I would like winter soldier to be saved i have to say i'm right there with them cheering on everybody else to save the bad boy whoa 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 i don't know (laughs) i don't know um but then obviously (laughs) like the big big piece to that was when um steve saves him at the expense of his own life well don't skip over one of the other best lines in this movie i heard so many great lines in this i kept writing them down i'm just like oh caps talking for it now kidding okay you can't tell me that this line wasn't great when he says you're my friend to winter soldier and bucky turns around and says you're my mission and they start fighting oh my god that that is such a good scene that was so like oh that's that's why I love Cap. I'm like, he's just trying. He's like, he can't do much. Like he's, he's doing what he can, even though he's up against someone who doesn't, who doesn't want to be saved essentially. Yeah. But it's winter soldiers response that makes it good. You're my friend. It's like, okay, we know you love your friend. We get it. Um, reminds me a lot of that scene with Anakin and Obi-Wan oh. on Mustafa. That was like no. a great scene. But anyway, love that. <laughs> love that you. scene. One of my favorite movies. How dare you bring Captain America into that world? Um, Obi-Wan is just as great as Captain America, if oh, not boy. better. Okay, we will not go down this path. Um, not yet. So then obviously the biggest indicator that Winter Soldier has that hope to be saved is when Steve sacrifices himself to save his life. And then he goes and rescues him and then just walks off. I love the fact that he walks off. That's such a good uh, sort of like, I'm not going to sit here and like. The humanity, there's enough humanity there where he's just like, you save me, I'll save you. And now we're even. And that obviously sets up civil war really well because he's still looking for for Bucky at that point. Yeah. I yeah. also think that it's because he just doesn't want to get into it with Steve and he knows that Steve is a match for him. Um, so he's just like, don't have to kill you, don't have to save you. I'm just going to do this and walk away. So I thought that was really cool. And I, I like how it ends. Like this is, I would say this movie is good because of Winter Soldier. Like it's not oh, yeah. that does it for me. Wow. And like, I have a thing. You can't have one without the other in this it's true, movie. It's true. Um, I loved, I loved Black Widow up until yep. um, Infinity War. No. We'll get there. Endgame. Yeah. Uh, Endgame. 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 Yeah. And now I'm just like, Ugh, I didn't even want to watch a Black Widow show. Oh, I, I didn't feel she was ruined that much for me but she's now boring to me her which i mean we haven't seen her movie yet obviously she desperately needs someone to play off of though like that's that's there's a few characters like that so she's one captain america's one falcon and winter soldier hulk hulk needs someone to play yeah that's why hulk never got his movie yeah i mean and that's why like thor ragnarok is pretty great because it's just as much a a hulk movie as it is a thor movie which is like such a funny pair to put together. And that's what leads to a lot of the hilarity. It's also a, a huge tone shift from the other two movies, which very which much helps that movie. Shit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I like the first one. The second one was not great. But yeah, post-credit scene. and I lead- wrote that down too, yeah. Post-credit scene and the lead up to WandaVision and yeah. how they say she's a volunteer there. And you see that she's... Well, they mentioned that in Age of Ultron, too. They yeah. Do. They, um, but yeah, yeah. The It, it, it was kind of weird, yeah, because I I wasn't, I couldn't quite remember which post-credit scene was in this, but I'm like, it's got to be the lead into Age of Ultron when I was watching it. And yeah, sure enough, you see not Quicksilver, not legally allowed to say it's Quicksilver at this point. Now we can. Uh, and then Wanda, right? Yeah. So that's, that's such a... That's 
such a great nod, especially on the heels of just, you know, seeing the ending of WandaVision, which we won't go into heavily for spoilers, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's a great bus credit scene, especially when you first saw it, you're like, oh, oh man, they're bringing in Scarlet Witch. I mean, not Scarlet Witch and yeah. not Quicksilver. Yeah. I, yeah, that was a great scene. Means so much more now. Um, and then just the indicator that they knew that they were dealing with the Infinity Stone, which I totally yeah. missed the first time the mind, that I saw the it. Mind Stone, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, the Mind Stone. I totally because Vision and Wanda both were impacted by the same stone. Yes. Yeah. So you're not a huge fan of Cap. You like him, but you don't love him, I guess, is your is your opinion here, I right? I feel like he's necessary. But, you know, when Fair. I think about people who I wouldn't mind who die at the end, because, you oh, know, man. when you go into Endgame, you're just like, this. So- people are going to die. And you're just like, oh, okay, well, I guess if Cap dies, I'm okay with that. Um, I will never be okay with it, but I will say I did kind of expect to go into that movie. I, I did expect kind of like, it too, I was yeah. like, but, but you know, we won't, obviously we won't spoil that, but like the, uh, the choices they made kind of made more sense. What about, yeah, and Falcon. I mean, what's your, what's your feelings overall on Falcon? Love Great, him. huh? Very more human, more prone to mistakes. Um, love the scene in Civil War against no no in ant-man love the scene ant-man, in ant-man. Yeah, that was one. pretty great i like that he is being set up for the next phase which is really cool yep um and i just i think he's a great character i like that he's going to be a main character soon yeah i agree also i think like other than nick fury they were the first two black characters weren't they uh you've got i do not remember his name there is one one black man in uh first avenger so the first captain america because he's part of the howling commandos oh yeah 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 right yeah um i honestly i don't know any of their names except for dum dum dugan which i think is the guy with the beret right <laughs> yeah um, but as yeah. as you can see marvel evolving um because i would say in the first phase there was not a lot of diversity but then like phase two and phase three started getting more um you know captain marvel had a lot more diversity than i expected but that was very recent one division one division was great but yeah 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 Yeah, i don't know i mean yeah i can't think of um the problem is i haven't watched like their like the first movies if you will like like the first captain america the first iron man the first thor and stuff for a while so but i can't think of anybody that stands out yeah right I mean, um, everyone on Asgard is like white. Yeah. No, Heimdall. We got Heimdall. Heimdall. Oof. We got our token I mean, black person. Idris, well, Idris Elba. I mean, I mean, I I mean yes, but still, like, to be I fair, know. Heimdall no, has got like cool powers. Like, oh, he's like uh, one of these standouts of all the Thor movies. Oh my like, God. Yeah. I, any, anything you put Idris Elba into, though, they is, don't like, do him justice the way he dies. I like, I really, okay, we're going to go too far into Thor, but I will say, I really like his um, kind of what he's doing in Thor 3 is pretty cool, but yes. I agree, there's not enough of it. There's yes. not, like, he should have been a bigger part of that movie, but I think they let us into a really, really cool um, power that Heimdall uh, had that he shared yeah. with the kings. And That's I don't true. think we got a lot of, we didn't get a, like enough of him to be quite frank. There could have been yeah. more, but where would you fit that in with everything going on? Wouldn't mind him showing up in phase four though. Oh my that, God, would be, same, uh, that would be same. a treat. What about, uh, so you mentioned Black Widow. You, you don't love Black Widow, but you liked her in this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like her in this. Um, I think there's like civil war where she's in like a um, car scene. Cause you mentioned car scenes earlier. And I'm like, ugh, she's in that, on that bicycle, that motorbike. Um, I barely remember that. Is I, that Age of Ultron or Civil War? It's the one with Black Panther where they first meet Black. Oh, it's Age of Ultron. Oh, no, that's Civil War. Civil War. But I do like her in this movie. I think she was necessary to make Cap interesting to push the storyline. Um, because, like, like honestly, there are characters that are just not good on their own, and they need that dialogue. And because Steve Rogers is boring, he needs to have something he can bounce off of, you know, someone to push him. And she played such a great role in this one. Um, <laughs> I totally agree on the boring part. Like I said, I think, though, you're not wrong, though, in saying Cap needs people to play off yeah of, right that's his character he's a leader he's he's somebody people follow he has to have someone to either have a morality battle with yeah. like nick fury or have someone to follow him like uh falcon or he needs black widow to challenge him i totally agree with you there um which is why this movie works so well for me yeah. it's, it's the perfect characters in the perfect place for him but 
Yeah, and so the other person I was going to go to was, uh, I have two more, but first one is Nick Fury. Love Nick Fury. Um, I love that you never know where his loyalties lie. I love that he, you know, spoiler alert, is the genius behind the Avengers from so early on. He's manipulated so many things to get them to where they are and not really predicted, but tried his best. I love that he is full of flaws, makes mistakes, and in true Samuel L. Jackson fashion, rolls with it. And I think probably what I love about Nick Fury is Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> I think every role, right? Like, yeah. obviously, that's, that's yeah. like the Samuel L. Jackson thing that people love about him. But like this, it reminds me, you know, Mace Windu in Star Wars, although he's clearly toned down in that. Uh, yeah. I assume through the dialogue and the writing and the directing. But yeah, I mean, he's like person where you don't really give him a lot of direction. You're like, hey, you're Nick Fury. This is your job. And he's like, all right, like, give me the costume. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to do it Fury. well. Yeah. All right, yeah, I'm going to just do the thing I do and it's going to be great. Yeah, there's no, I can't think of a single Marvel movie where he's like not, like he's great in all of it. Like there's no, there's no bad part of Nick Fury, which is great. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love the way he shows up. I love how good he is at figuring something out and always having some sort of plan. I like that he killed himself at the end because now he's free. He can do anything and he can continue to run. Yeah, I do. Nick Fury's a great, great character to me. And I think they do him really, really well in the movies. We um, we mentioned the crossbones, but we didn't really mention how he, what happens to him in this movie. So obviously there's the scene where Falcon and him are fighting in uh, one of the buildings, one of the shield buildings, I guess. I don't know if yeah. you remember this. They're, yeah, you remember this? Yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah. fighting in the shield building. Starts coming down and he gets crushed by a building. Yes. It's just like pretty cool. Yeah, but they um, save him. They do, yes. At the very end, like yeah. Yeah, you can you see him getting worked on, which is you know the setup for his actual uh, villain named Crossbones. I don't think they ever call him that in the no, movie. No, they don't. That's what he is. Yeah. Which is also another huge impact he'll have on Civil War when we get to that movie. Yeah. But yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, Maria Hill's in this very briefly. She's got a couple good moments. And you can see her interviewing for um, Stark Industries. <laughs> Stark Industries. That's right. And you're yep. like, what is what is Nick Fury up to? That's what you're left with. Like, oh, good. I didn't even think of that. Good point. Yeah, yeah that's a great foreshadowing. Because you know, for she's that, she's too. loyal to Nick Fury, so whatever she's doing, she's doing in cahoots with him. So it's yeah. interesting to be like, oh, why is Nick so early on putting someone into Nick uh, into Stark Industries? He knew something yeah. was going to happen. Yeah, that's a great point. Speaking of foreshadowing, so there are there are three moments I noticed in this movie that I felt were really good foreshadowing for, and this is going to be a spoiler if you don't want to hear about Endgame, uh, then tune out for the next three minutes. The first one, is, it, well, two of them are when Cap and Peggy are talking. So obviously Cap goes to see Peggy. Yes. And they're talking, and there's a line where she says, the world is different now. No one can go back. And I was like, oh, that's what you think, Peggy, because Cap is going to come back and yeah. he's going to find you. I was like, oh, that's such a great yeah. setup. The other one is at the end of it, he says, like, I still owe you one last dance. Oh, and if yeah. you remember yes. the end of Endgame where you see him, he's dancing with Peggy. Now, she, this she is the big one. that he came back, like when she... Right, she you loses came back. her That's memory, right. and then she's she's like, "You're alive," yes, and he's like, "I line, still yeah. owe you one last dance." Yeah, yeah. I, I think he said, "I still owe her." Was the line, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's implied to be her, right? Um, and so this is the the other one that's a really huge endgame nod too. The scene where Nick Fury is waiting in Cap's apartment, uh, and you know he meets Agent Thirteen oh right God, there. He, they play the same music it's the same oh, record playing that's right. i was like why is that when music they're dancing in it reminds me of something that took me a second i know yeah. i was watching I'm like why do i know this and i was like oh my god this is the scene when they're dancing at the end of I endgame that attention to detail that's wild, is crazy yeah i know so there's like three major endgame spoilers in this movie like yeah, it literally sets up the exact scene tell that they end you never know spoilers yeah but this is what happens. So I mean, we're going to go into Star Wars at some point. But one of the flaws of Star Wars is different directors writing different stories. When yeah, you have, but Marvel had different directors writing different. Not for these movies, though. This is uh, the Russo brothers did this. Then they did Civil War, and then they did Endgame. So they true. have they done did, Cap's yeah. story from this point yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. they had a plan, or at least an idea what they like. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm sure they weren't like, oh, you know, doing this movie, being like, can't wait for Endgame when we're going to do this scene. I'm pretty sure they, they did, did this. Age of Ultron. 
No, that was Joss Whedon. Okay, because Age of Ultron, Age of Ultron had a lot weaved into it. That was it does. Yeah, and, and but that, but these movies more are more than this movie for sure. Well, more characters, but yeah. yeah. But the, but the thing with Age of Ultron and, and even this movie is like clearly they didn't have the full plan yet. Like that a good idea, I think. But when you keep the same directors and same people involved, which is obviously Kevin Feige, which is the big guy that you know was the mastermind behind a lot yeah. of this, is they go back to these movies and they decide what they're going to pull from them. It's not necessarily that that they have a plan that they're going to stick to the yeah. whole time. It's like what do we do to make a better story here? And that's why they're so interesting. Yeah, no, they're great. I love the con- the continuity is what makes these movies. They took their time. They made sure that they answered majority of the major plot lines. Um, you know, there are plot holes, but then again, like you said earlier, they're not so bad that you are dissatisfied with the ending. It doesn't break the immersion. That yeah. you pick at them. I think the only one that makes me uncomfortable is like what happened to Natalie Portman. You just like don't really get a good ending for her in Thor 2. Well, I'd say like what happened to Jane. Natalie Portman's like, I don't want to do this anymore. Oh my God, Jane. Yeah, Jane. <laughs> That's what, what happened. What happened to Jane? She's back though, isn't she for Thor 4? Yeah, she is, she is. But like they wrote her off really weirdly, but I'm glad she's coming back. But yeah, other than that, I enjoyed that re-watching. Still really don't have my mind changed about Cap. Like he's just, you know, he just is predictable. Like you knew whatever was going to happen throughout these entire series, Cap is going to show up, do his best, and people are going to follow him. Like you just know that. And that's why I love it. Uh, can I ask you before we get to yeah. our favorite and, and least favorite part of this movie, uh, who is your favorite Marvel hero? Oh, um, in the movies, in the movies, I would say Iron Man's really up there. Oh, yeah, um, fair, yeah, I think Iron Man is he can be saved. No, I think it's the fact that he's so plagued by wanting to protect the universe. And the world. I think he's tormented he's by it. Tormented, like the guilt and the regret. Since and, yeah. Wanda, like in Age of, no, in Civil War, when she like, no. Uh, Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron, yeah. when she put that image in his head of like Thanos's monsters coming in and ruining yeah. life. And then he sees everyone dead. Like he's so tormented by it. But for someone who is just so flippant and has weapons have not done the best. Mm. I think his character development is some of the best in the entire series. And it doesn't end, you know, it doesn't stop in any of the, the movies. Like he keeps going and he does really, really well. So I think he's one of my favorites in the movies. I've always loved Scarlet Witch, like always yeah, loved me too. Scarlet Big Witch, fan. but I always found her powers fascinating and, and she's super powerful. Um, but if I'm thinking like from the OGs, which like Thor, Hulk, Captain America, Black Widow, and uh, Iron Man, Iron Man's my favorite in the movies. Cool. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, he's he's such a great character for so many reasons. Um, he's also single-handedly the reason that Marvel is back on. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. Well, uh, John Favreau is probably the reason John Marvel Favreau. is back. John is like <laughs> but, one but, of my favorite like producers, directors, actors, actor yeah. of, of all time. Like, he's just so good at what he does, and he seems like such a jolly fella. Like, I just want to get to know him. It's we all love the actors and the characters they play in these movies, but it's the directors right like like they they picked the right directors for pretty much all of these i think like i'm thinking of like black panther like ryan coogler and like uh joss whedon i know he's not the most popular guy right now but like his his directing for these movies was, great, was, yeah. i mean we got the first avengers movie is it feels quite dated when you go back and watch it now yeah. but at the time like who could picture any of that on screen like nobody like they just got the right people to that knew how to work with these actors and like that's that's how you got these awesome performances these scripts these stories like yeah and I think like as the movies develop and you meet new characters you fall more and more in love with the world and the universe that it creates like when I was watching Endgame even Infinity War most recently um, the amount of storylines they have to follow. It's a slow movie. It's Infinity a slow Wars, movie, like, but yeah. there's so much going on. And that's it doesn't feel that I mean. slow yeah. because they have to cycle through so many different people and yeah. what they're doing. And they tie it in so perfectly. You know, later on when you meet everyone from Wakanda and you just fall in love, like the, the characters and the writing in Black Panther, I thought was awesome. I love, I love Michael B. Jordan. Oh, oh my God. 
don't even get me. He's another one that, you know, might be saved but wasn't. He's, he's <laughs> yeah, actually that's true. more of a Thanos. Like you understand where he's coming from, but you don't agree with the execution of how he's approaching it. Yeah, yeah. And that's where like the strength of all these movies are. Like even, I mean, not so much, I guess, uh, Ultron, <laughs> but like you understand, like when the villains have their plan, you're like, I don't agree with that, but I get it. Like I, it makes sense as a plot. As opposed to a lot of, I find superhero movies or any movies really that you just don't connect with that kind of stuff. And I mean, the, the key behind all this is characters and that's what makes it all work. Yeah, it was pretty great. I, I enjoyed that. I think the next movie I'm going to watch is Captain Marvel. Yep. We can watch Captain Marvel. I think that I one's know. controversial uh, enough. Yeah, uh, it's it's not one of my favorites. Ooh, I mean, I love uh, it. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, that's, I mean, if you want to talk about a boring hero, I mean, there you go. But She's not anyway so what's your favorite part of this movie Abir? Um, my favorite part of this movie was definitely the fight scenes between that one fight scene between Bucky and Steve Rogers I thought that was pretty great which on the highway on the highway we we got a lot of good fight scenes we actually got to see um you know Captain fight for what he believes in outside of you know saving America um, I also just love the weaving into it of nothing is as it seems. And you thought yes. your entire life you were fighting for a good thing, but really it never yeah. went away. You died for no reason or like you died and it still perpetuated in a way that you would have never expected. So I thought that was really cool. Um, there were some cool storylines that were weaved into it that later on when you watch it, you're just like, that's pretty true. Like, he did he he was born out of this passion to fight for his country and the country he ended up when dying. it was the right thing to do when it was and the that's right a big thing theme to do. in this too when the enemies were clear which is why he said the line later on i just like to know who yes. i'm fighting yeah and so he thought he fought you know red skull and the nazis and he did really well and you know he thought you know people were going to live on and then to come back 70 years later and find that you never really finished the job and the enemy is never clear and you're gonna have to go through with it and just rely on his moral compass i I have to go back to that line that you didn't love as much as i did when he says i thought the punishment came before the or came after the crime and nick fury says you know we take the world as it is and that's what you're describing right now you're like yeah that might have worked in the past cap but that's not our world now we don't get to see who's shooting at us every day we, we don't have that in information yeah so i thought uh you know and that's obviously a huge foreshadowing for hydra infiltrating everything um which yeah i mean it's it, the writing is so good yeah which nick fury clearly recognized which is why he sent them to that boat anyway yes yeah i mean my favorite scene you're right i mean every every fight scene between bucky and cap is so good just because the emotional weight behind it all i feel for both of them when they're fighting two other scenes a a close second place one being the entire introduction on the ship i just love all everything in there i think it's such a great intro to captain america in the modern world i just think i feel like i could forward that scene and be okay (laughs) i that's totally fine for me as somebody who sat through the first captain american being like man i really want to see him in modern day and then got that immediately in this movie was like all right thank you for the captain america i wanted to see this is awesome um and then the other one is the elevator scene how do you not love one of the best action scenes in all of these movies i love that they revisited it in spoiler alert endgame like i thought that was so cool yeah i love that scene yeah uh what what was your uh least favorite part of the movie um every time he spoke no i'm kidding oh boy um i think the part where he went to the museum and just like saw himself well he was looking at the past it wasn't himself it was i mean it was but it was it was his old comrades and buck yeah what else i think like it wasn't i wouldn't say it's like one particular scene it's more just like when you go back and watch movies and you realize all these little holes that you didn't realize the first time like these people are landing on their knees and yet they get back up and they keep running that's not how knees work no i mean they do they do to some of these people i know what you're saying yeah like black widow like the amount of damage she takes in some of these scenes well actually i mean the part where they'll land on the shield and then like falcon oh, yeah. or not sorry, the door the door of the car and like falcon like rolls off like well, he's, so, yeah. he's out like it's just 
because I just yeah. feel like I can't complain about the lack of realism because it's a superhero. No, movie. and again, I I go by the rule of if you do enough right and you take your time and you bring me into yeah. this world and you take it seriously, then I'll I can I can gloss over. Like you yeah. can earn my trust to that. But a lot of movies don't bother with that. They just jump into the ridiculousness. And you're just like, what? Like I don't. Yeah. Which I'm trying to think like what there's going to be a few scenes. I'm like, eh, in civil war, if we end up watching that, I'm sure we will. Um, and they're mainly captain America scenes. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, it's fine. Uh, I, I'll probably disagree heavily, but that's kind of the point. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you my worst part of this movie. Yeah. The vending machine. Oh my god, it's so dumb. I'm like, why would he? I know it's so dumb. It's so good. It's such a dumb thing he does. Intelligence in the world, Captain America's like, I'll put it in this vending machine. Hopefully, but no one can get into it, so it's fine. Wait, why can't they get into it? Because even Nick Fury tried to get into it and he couldn't. Oh, into the intelligence thing with the vending machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if he loses it, that's a problem. I think he just needed to make sure it was in a place he could come back and get it as quickly as possible. But that's like the worst place to guarantee you're going to come back. How many people are going to buy Hubba Bubba? Well, apparently Black Widow loves it because she just like bought it all. Like you You don't think if you walked up to a vending machine and saw a weird item in there, you'd be like, I wonder what that is. And you would like buy three packs of gum to see it. No, I just walk away and be like, mm, I don't want to die. And then just be like. (laughs) It's true. There's probably somebody watching me right now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I just thought it was kind of steel. I get it. I get the setup and it was a really good, uh, it made for a fun moment when Black Widow was behind them and like, you know, they have their good conversation there. But uh, I just yeah. thought, I'm like, this is so not what Captain America would ever do. Like put up secret shield yeah. files in a vending machine and walk away. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I loved it. I loved that part. I thought it was just such a dumb thing for someone so perfect to do that's that's was my yeah you love it because you just want to see him make a mistake yeah i hated it because i didn't want to see him make a mistake yeah yeah i like the uncertainty i like when i don't know what to expect yeah Yeah, i don't know that part that was my uh my only part where i was like oh this is a painful one to watch every time i I, yeah this time watching it i'm like i'm sure it maybe it makes sense if i pay more attention this time like no no this doesn't no no yeah um, so like I would say overall, still don't feel great about Cap. But the movie overall. The movie's fine. I like I've always liked this movie. I remember when it came out in theaters, it was so good. I remember walking away being like, this is such a good movie. Yeah. But because of Winter Soldier's story and the way that they did the fight scenes and stuff like that, not because it's Captain America. Yeah, but you wouldn't get fight scenes like that without Captain America, yeah, right? There'd be no emotional weight behind it. Let's say Winter Soldier came after Iron Man. You'd be like, oh, who cares? Okay, yeah, but like you have to match up the right heroes. Right. Like when when um, Hawkeye was fighting um, Black Widow, that's emotional. Which time? All of them. You can <laughs> see there's the one in um, the first Avengers movie. Yeah when he's with Loki and she fights him and there's a lot of emotion there. Yeah. So the problem with that one is I didn't know. I mean, I I know who Hawkeye is, but in the context of that movie, I had no emotional, like no emotional um, grounding with him. Right. I didn't care. I was like, I don't really care who you are and what's going on here. Yeah. Well, we're going to agree to disagree as usual about this. As usual. So, Abir, where can they find us? Where can they reach us? Where can we get their feedback and their comments? Yeah, if you want to send us some feedback, if you want to give us some suggestions, you can find us on Twitter at The Rival Reviews. That's with an S at the end. You can send us an email to rivalreviews2021 at gmail.com. And so you can go to our Twitter and you can see our email contact there as well. Please keep it civil. We do have feelings, I do at least, Sam, debatable. Yeah, so we're launching on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Basically, anywhere you're listening right now is where you're going to find the next episodes. So definitely, you know, follow, subscribe, whatever your platform asks you to do. There's a notification button. Make sure you're hitting that, and you will definitely be getting our next episodes as soon as we launch them. Thank you. Bye. Bye.